Welcome to Heal Your Tummy Podcast. A disclaimer first, our hosts and guests are not giving medical advice, period. We will be talking about IBS, tummy troubles, health and wellness, and nutrition. Our hosts, Patty and Nancy Nelson, are a daughter and mother-in-law duo. So sit back and relax, whatever it is you want to do while you listen to a podcast. But note that we might be talking about the word poop in most of our episodes. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on our first ever episode. Heal Your Tummy podcast wouldn't be here in audio space without you. Uh, I'm Patty, and I have here my co-host, Nancy Nelson, with me today. We will talk about who we are, what we like to do, and the current recipe we love. But first, uh, Nancy, uh, why don't you take the lead here and inform our audience about our first real chat together? Hi, everyone. Um, The first time I actually talked to Patty about her tummy was before I ever even actually met her. My oldest son was away at college and had just started dating Patty. One Saturday morning, he gave me a call and I could hear the panic in his voice um, that Patty really wasn't feeling well um, and that she was having tummy troubles. And my first thought was, this is a a new thing for her, you need to get that checked out medically. And I advised him that they needed to go to an ER. Um, At that time, I was thinking, I bet she's full of poop. That was just my, because she was such a healthy, active um, person that I couldn't imagine something more going on. So fast forward, um, Ben came. They came home from the ER, and Ben called me. He goes, "Yep, Mom, you were right. It was the poop." <laughs> so Patty was significantly constipated. Is that too much information no, to share? <laughs> it's, it's TMI for people that don't want to listen, but this is perfect. Okay. So um, I again, I this is my son's new girlfriend, and from talking to him. It, could be something that was going to be a serious relationship. And I'm thinking, I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> so I told Ben, I said, you know, this is what I do for a living. I know how to help her. Um, if if it's comfortable for Patty, um, I'd be more than happy to talk to her and kind of talk her through how do you help with significant constipation. So that was where our conversation conversation started. Um, ben talked to Patty, and she was interested in welling. And so we got on the phone together. So our first meet and greet was really virtual. Oh, you're good. Thank you, Nancy. Um, yeah, who wants to talk about poop with their potential future mother-in-law? I wasn't too sure about that in the beginning. And so this this situation happened in about 2006. I was in college, like she said at the time. We were at WSU, Washington State University. Go Cougs! And my take on it was, okay, all of a sudden midday I have these intense cramps that I've never felt before. And I thought I was going to die. On a scale from 10 to 10, it was an 11. So Ben was like, hey, Patty, you're in serious pain. That's not good. We should go see a doctor. And I was like, no, no, it will go away. 
Well, the pain came back again in a wave. So this was maybe two hours worth of severe pain and I wasn't sure what it was. So we were in my apartment at the time. Um, in my room, we were probably watching a movie or playing cards when it happened. And then Ben was like, no, seriously, you need to... How about you talk to my mom? She's what I call a poop doctor. And I was like, what do you mean she's a poop doctor? And, she, and he was like, well... She deals with people that might have constipation issues or tummy troubles, and he's like, really, you should talk to her. She's very open, and it won't matter that if you're my girlfriend, you should just talk to her about it. And I was like, okay, I'm desperate. You know, I don't want to go to the doctor, but this is really bad pain, so if she can help me figure it out, great. So I get on the phone with Nancy. She was lovely, very open. She's like, hi, Patty. I'm like, hi, Nancy. We've never met before. I'm dating your firstborn. <laughs> kind of awkward, but um, she was very open and nice. And at the end of the conversation, she said, basically, you're either full of poop, um, you have severe constipation, or an eptopic pregnancy. I'm like, well, that sounds horrible. Let's hope that's not the case. So back in 2006, when that conversation ended over the phone, I was in so much pain, I wasn't thinking like this was a weird conversation to have with <laughs> your potential mother-in-law. So I went to the urgent care, and yeah, it was a nurse practitioner that gave me um, uh, basically, you know, an, what do you call it, an anal exam? What do you call it? Rectal exam. A rectal exam. <laughs> yeah, a rectal exam right then and there, and she knew right away. She's like, yep, I can feel it. It's stool right here. It's hard. Go get some suppositories. Maybe you need an enema bag. And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound like fun. So for the rest of that day and evening, I did suppositories, and I got an enema, and Ben actually helped me with that part. Felt very exposed, but I was in so much pain, I, I didn't want to do it. I was like, babe, can you please help me with this? And he was nervous about it, but he helped me with it. And so that just shows <laughs> how strong Ben is and how strong his mother-in-law, or his mother, to help me out with my, my poop problem I had in college. But, you know, college and diet. Are you surprised that I had this issue no, in college? No. Diet. Well, <laughs> but as we talk, so that was more the acute episode. And the I think a big takeaway from that is, is especially if it's the first time and you don't know what it is, you have to go get it checked out. Because it might be as simple as bad constipation or something you ate or food you eat. Or maybe it's something more. So you do have to go get it checked out, which... Fortunately, Patty and Ben did, and it, it, it fortunately was nothing more s serious than uh, significant constipation. And while you say, I say not more significant, however, it's hugely significant because it impacts you day to day to day. So the next thing Patty and I did was have, uh, after this was all over, had a conversation around, okay, you got that one fixed, but guess what? This isn't going to go away on its own after even though you've been cleaned out. So what kinds of things do you need to change in your life um, to help this not come back? So that was the next step in our in our conversation. That actually was maybe, maybe a little more awkward. I don't know. Well, I remember I told you what I was eating for like the first month that year in 2006 in college. I was eating Marie Callender pot pies almost um, five days a week for dinner. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as I listened to Patty, it was like, so how many fruits and vegetables are you eating every day? And she's like, well, three a week. So that was sort of the first place that we started. It's like, you know, constipation is a lot of 
things and the pain that you can get with it can be horrible. It can feel like something as significant as an ectopic pregnancy, appendicitis. It can be really, really intense. So the next step is how do you make this not come back? And it's a combination. Um, Many times you need medications, absolutely plenty of fluids and a diet that is a whole lot higher in fiber, but go slow. So Patty and I talked about, you know, your goals, at least five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, lots more whole grains, lots more legumes and things that are more high fiber containing foods. Um, And having come her eating as a child and as a teenager, didn't have a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, not a lot of whole grains. For her, that was kind of foreign territory. And I think True. that was that yes. was hard. Yes, you're, it's right. It was it was hard. I kind of described it to Nancy before. I'm like, growing up, I kind of felt like I had uh, Campbell's Soup had recipes on the back of their labels. And I felt like that's kind of where my dinners came from. And then breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it wasn't anything wholesome or exciting. But it, it can be and it should be. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> Patty started down the journey of how do you take better care of yourself? And it's not a straight line. It's not a A to Z. And it's a bit back and forth. It's a learning curve. Um, and anytime you're changing significantly what you're used to doing, it can be really difficult. So and it's interesting as I've watched Patty over time, I mean, she definitely has included so many more whole foods in her diet. Um, again, it's pretty basic, but the legume family, uh, fruits, vegetables, and then whole grains rather than white. Um, and and stool softeners. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, um, you know, for diet is helpful, but for some people, they end up needing... Um, long-term stool softeners. And so that's, I think, for Patty, been a part of what she does too. And what do you mean by stool softeners? Well, there are a whole lot of different ones, and I don't want to um, you know, push any one particular product. Um, if you look at the literature, the most effective and best tolerated one is a medication called polyethylene glycol. Um, that is sold under the trade name Miralax, but there's all kinds of um, generic knockoffs of that. So that's one. Uh, another one can be a medication um, that is called Docusate. It is also comes in a pill. It's a stool softener. It's, um, it, if, it can be quite effective. It's not usually in studies found to be as effective as the polyethylene glycol. Um, and there also are... Um, the fiber supplements, um, Benefiber, I Benefiber, like. Benefiber is, that's again a brand name. Um, there is uh, psyllium fiber, which is sold under the trade name of Metamucil and all kinds of other products. Um, and another one that is an, I'm not sure what the active ingredient in it is, but it's sold under the trade name of um, Citrusil. So those kinds of fiber supplements can be super helpful. Um and sometimes um, people will use some low doses of magnesium as a bit, a bit of a stool softener as well. But 
unfortunately, you know, we would all love to think, well, we all poop, so why do I need medicines? But sometimes people do, and sometimes they need them for an extended period of time. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. Well, that wraps up our conversation about how we first kind of met and then what happened after that. And so basically, we talked about poop a few times, but this was just a case scenario of constipation and severe at that that I had. This is Patty again. And um, now getting towards the end of our conversation, I wanted to talk about what were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, who we are, um, what we like to do and what kind of new recipes we might have. So, Nancy, would you like to go ahead and say who you are, what you like to do, and your sure. recipe? Okay. So I am, thanks to Patty and Ben, the grandmother of two adorable little children uh, who are two and four, and I'm married to my husband, who is Ben's dad. Um, we have recently retired and um, live in a 55 and over community, which is a very active group. Um, and at this point, I'm spending my days loving hiking, bike riding, baking sourdough bread, um, and, hmm. and, and cooking. The recipes that I cook now that I'm in in my COVID kind of social isolation, um, often are based on that philosophy of making things much more whole food based and fruits and vegetables. So for my favorite recipe, um, I found a recipe that was quinoa, kale, um, and added to that were some red peppers, uh, roasted butternut squash, a little bit of onion, and chickpeas. Yeah, the recipe I found, I learned a new technique for kale to make it so that it's not as bitter or as strong if you massage it. So you cut it all up, throw it in a bowl, and take your hands with a little oil on them and rub your <laughs> your your kale for about two or three minutes. It's remarkable. It um, really makes makes it very, very delicious. Um, and then throw the rest of it to bed in with a vinaigrettes kind of a dressing so that's my new favorite and I, the nicest thing about it is if you you can vary it so patty doesn't tolerate onions uh, very well or chickpeas so i made it left those out and pulled some out for her and then added the rest so you know it's one of those recipes where Let's see, I don't have any carrots today. Oh, I'll throw in some red peppers. Or, you know, you can use what's in your refrigerator. You can uh, leave out ingredients that bother you. Um, and still, the base dressing and, and the quinoa and kale salad, delicious. That sounds yummy. I want that salad again, Nancy. That was very nice of you to be considerate of my tummy needs, my own tummy troubles. So... Um, back here, I'm Patty, and about me, I am a current IBS sufferer, if you couldn't already know by us talking about the previous tummy troubles I had. And um, not that this defines Nancy, but she is a retired GI nurse practitioner. So what does GI stand for? Ah, GI stands for gastroenterology. And I did I took care of patients with a wide variety of concerns, from as serious as Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, or as more common, um, constipation, IBS, um, celiac disease, 
as well. So a wide variety of kinds of patients that I saw and and so much of what as a nurse practitioner I felt like is I wanted to do was to empower people to take on their own health. What are the things that you can do that you can control to make your situation better and give them those tools? Um, and yes, yeah, sometimes there's medical interventions, but a lot of it's just common sense and uh, taking control of your life. Um, I'll give you the example of sometimes tummy troubles are related to <clears throat> too much sugars, particularly fructose. And if you're drinking three cans of soda a day or two cups of apple juice, that's something you can control. And that might be something that's contributing to your tummy problems. So those kinds of things where you can take control um, by making good choices and hopefully feeling better. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So Nancy is an expert on my tummy troubles and other people's tummy troubles that she had seen her patients in the past. Um, and now that she's retired, um, she helps our family out a lot with the two children she mentioned before, her grandchildren. Those are my children. So <laughs> Nancy is my mother-in-law and I'm her daughter-in-law. And who am I? I'm Patty Nelson, and I am a Sam. I called a Sam, a stay-at-home mom, to those two beautiful children, Amelia and Arthur. They're age two and four, like she said, and so I love um, just interacting with them and um, seeing how their developmental milestones are coming about and encouraging them to try new things and just, just to show them bravery and courage and kindness um, so that's me right now. What I like to do, um, I like to look up recipes that are FODMAP friendly, which we'll get into in the next few episodes about what that means. Um, low FODMAP diet. Some of our listeners might already know what that is. And so I just love looking that up, looking up recipes, trying to decide what we're going to have for dinner, lunch, breakfast. Um, I love making breakfast. That's what I like to do right now. So one of the recipes I like to do or have done is um, what I call a Dutch baby. And this was a recipe that Nancy's mom had. And I kind of reinvented it a little bit, reinvented the wheel as to say, because the previous recipe she had given us was had apple in it. And if you're familiar with FODMAP diet, that's kind of a no-no for apples. So I kind of developed this new recipe of a Dutch baby that excluded apple and I ended up using frozen strawberries in a cast iron skillet, add a little bit of butter, a little bit of brown sugar, get that on high heat, mash those strawberries down, and then add in the liquid ingredients, which would be oat flour and any kind of milk. I use just regular 2% milk and then about four eggs, vanilla extract, cinnamon, super yummy, stir that in with some... Um, into the cast iron skillet as it's still warm from chopping and mashing up those strawberries and then throwing it into the oven. Super yummy. So that's my recipe that I like doing right now. I mean, not as totally healthy as a Nancy's kale salad, but it's a pretty good breakfast cake is what I call it, but it's kind of a Dutch baby recipe that I had just revamped over time. We're so glad that you guys tuned in for us. And if there's anything that you guys would like us to talk about or any questions you might have, um, please shoot us an email at healyourtummy at gmail.com. Again, that's healyourtummy at gmail.com. We'd love to have your feedback, anything, like I said, you'd want to hear or listen to, um, anything that sounded good to you during this podcast or not. Um, we are devoted here for you because you're listening to us and you're giving us your time, which is very important. And thank you again for 
listening to our first episode of Heal Your Tummy podcast. And it sounds great to say that we did our first episode. This was episode one. Thank you, Nancy. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you.